ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Hey guys, just a quick reminder, um, please rate, review, subscribe, um, especially review. We're really trying to recap either Aquamarine or, I mean, if you guys want another movie we'll recap another movie but it just seems like nobody wants to review anymore get your ass up and review not my words kim kardashians i'm sorry i'm just relaying the message i don't know if that's like extreme for you guys but please we want to recap for you hold on take out the please part because that sounds too desperate okay (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we're looking forward to you know hopefully recapping a movie this summer for you guys i kind of want to keep that in for you asking to take it out (laughs) (laughs) so today we are recapping season three episode two our fathers and the original air date was september 7th 2009 it was directed by patrick r norris and written by patrick sean smith jessica o'toole and amy rarden The IMDb summary is ZVZ is having their daddy-daughter weekend and tensions run high between both the dads and the sisters when Ashley discovers what happened between Rebecca and Fisher and how Casey hides it. Meanwhile, Rusty meets Jordan's father for the first time and things don't go as planned. You said this wasn't a long one. Well, I was more disturbed by their use of the words daddy-daughter than... The length, but yeah, I guess it was pretty long. And we were off to such a good start with them. We open up with Cappy coming into the KT house and he's holding his little cup of tea in his fine china, which we find out it isn't even tea, but I like the idea of him having an afternoon tea. And it's very quiet in the KT living room because they are making it a rusty study zone. I love that Rusty is able to just come into a house that he actually doesn't live in and take it over completely so that he can study. Um, and everyone else has to be quiet for him in the main living area of the house. <laughs> yeah, very rusty. So, uh, Especially considering he had a problem with Dale never leaving the apartment that he lived in. Right. So Kathy sits down and he's talking to Rusty and he is booked and busy. He is reading My Sister's Keeper because he has a book club to go to with Dale. <laughs> it's, just the, it's just the two of them. It's just the two of them. He also has like many, I think he says he might have rock climbing or something. He has so many activities. Like this guy is signed up. He is, he has a packed schedule. And Kathy, um, kind of slips in there he's like yeah like how is Casey doing and Rusty says she's getting ready for a ZBZ father-daughter weekend and he's also going Rusty's also going to ZBZ father-daughter weekend because Jordan has invited him to come meet her dad and Rusty's things that are gonna might be weird for Jordan right Rusty weird for me he can't envision a scenario where this goes poorly. Like he truly believes that of course, like this man will love him and they will hit it off undoubtedly. And so 
Cappy's like, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure he's going to hate you. And like the rest of the KTs are like, okay, best of luck with that. Beaver's playing silent charades and they're silently charading that uh, they're not gonna, he's not going to be liked by the dad. I also thought it was funny how Cappy was like making it really dramatic about how he can't meet Jordan's dad because He's like bringing up the plot of My Sister's Keeper. Honestly, I don't remember the plot. I just, I only saw the movie with Cameron Diaz. Oh, the movie completely changes from the book. I read the book. Got it. I did not oh. really particularly enjoy the movie. They both are bad. We have, we have a My Sister's Keeper purist on the call. Well, I just, I just remember reading the book for whatever reason. I don't, I think I must have read it for something because I wouldn't have picked it up on my own. Like, I think I did this like, um, God, I'm really exposing myself here. I think I did this like challenge with my library <laughs> one <Aww>. summer. <laughs> we like read a certain amount of books. And anyway, I think that was on the list. But regardless, I remember then the movie came out and I ended up seeing it like on TV. And it was the it was only the end. And the end is like a very important part. And it was entirely different. Oh, interesting. It, I love that there was a My Sister's Keeper challenge that summer. Well, no, it wasn't just, it was like a book list. <laughs> oh my gosh. The also, my Sister's Keeper challenge. I, I know some trivia about My Sister's Keeper, the movie. And I mean, I don't remember if this is like completely fact, but allegedly Dakota Fanning and Elle Fanning were originally supposed to play the sisters. Oh, that would have been way better. Yeah. And then Dakota turned to down because she didn't want to shave her head. Mm. Fair enough. Relatable. Yeah. Can I give away the ending? I mean, it, it happened. It came out like 14 years ago. So I'm not <laughs> yeah, spoiling I think anything. It's safe. <laughs> but, Wait, um, uh, skip forward 30 seconds if you're doing the My Sister's Keeper challenge at your library. This <laughs> it, wasn't my, it was a reading <laughs> challenge. It was on a reading list. Okay, whatever. But, um, okay, in the end of the book, the sister like sues for emancipation and gets emancipated and then she gets like hit by a truck or something and fucking dies and has to give her organ anyway to the sister and the sister lives but it's like oh geez i know she's twisted and then in the movie that's a huge thing right like she actually wins the case or whatever in the movie the sister who's receiving the organs dies yeah they kill and a different sister, sister she moves to mont abigail breslin moves to montana i remember that yeah because the other sister is like gone isn't that weird that's a big plot line to change it's the entire it's the entire twist anyway yeah, that so is I, weird yeah it's like then just don't make the movie i don't right. know it, neither were good again both versions were shitty but that was a strange departure okay Back to <laughs> the ZBZ dining room. Beth is back in the ZBZ house, despite being an icky kind of and like not really rejoining. She shoots Laura for the ongoing game of gotcha and gets her out. And Ashley's like says to Casey and Rebecca at the dining room table, she's like, I, does she even know she's not in ZBZ anymore? And they all kind of agree like. It's not worth trying to explain it to Beth. They just hope that she doesn't bring her dad to the father-daughter weekend. Oh, my like, God. Like, she can't. She's not going to grasp it if we say what she's, like, that she's not in ZBZ. Um, and Casey starts talking about, like, oh, well, all the dads care about is this flag football game at the end of the weekend that they have against Omega Chi. 
and I guess it's not against Omega Chi. Is it just against like fraternity guys in general? Yeah, I think yeah. it's just like anybody who's any any daddy who showed the daddies and the zaddies. So Casey and Rebecca say it's weird how much Ashley is gets along with her dad because Ashley mentions like how she can't wait to see her dad and they've been talking and like her dad knows everything that's going on in her life. He knows everything about Fisher and her and he knows um about Rebecca's hookup with Evan because at this point Ashley still thinks that Rebecca and Evan hooked up mm-hmm. um, oh yeah this scene was so tense oh my god I like wanted to scream so Ashley's just going on and on about that and Casey is immediately like yeah like why were you hiding that and Rebecca's just getting super defensive. Oh, wait, I skipped over this and I did want to mention it. Casey says that her and her dad haven't only ever talked about the weather since she got boobs. Because <laughs> oh. now they don't know how to talk to each other. It's really awkward. Yeah. Um. And Rebecca's dad is coming off of a intensive therapy retreat. So that's like kind of his um, mindset going into this weekend. With a colonic and- cleanse. <laughs> yeah, they threw that in. Yeah. So, um, so then they start talking about Evan and Casey's like, how's that going? And at least you didn't kiss someone else's boyfriend this time. And that is what sends Rebecca into this like kind of anxious tizzy because Fisher is looming this whole right. Fisher is like stacking plates or something behind them. I wrote down like we are watching the original Scandal unfold before our eyes. Oh my god! <sighs> well, really, because it's a tale as old as time. Yeah, it is. It sure is. Um, and so yeah, P- Pisher, Fisher, the cleaning plates. Yes, sir. <laughs> Fisher is cleaning plates, and he's just like not playing it cool. He's actually worse than Rebecca. If you were paying attention to him, like if their focus had been on him, they would have known even quicker that something was amiss. Because he's like shaking behind them like a leaf. And Rebecca is just like shoving pasta into her mouth. And she's also tripping all over her words. It's like, Rebecca, I'm sorry, what happened to the girl who was so good at lying that she was a mole in the icky house? Well, she wasn't, she did get caught by Franny. So I guess she wasn't that good. I mean, yeah. She, she certainly had better work. I know. Maybe we're seeing a Rebecca that actually feels some kind of guilt now. But she asked Rebecca, like, how did the kiss happen? Casey does. And Rebecca says, oh, it's one too many tequila shots. But Casey, knowing Evan, says, well, Evan hasn't had tequila since sophomore year. He doesn't drink it anymore. And that is what, like, Rebecca has nothing to say. She keeps trying to dig herself out of this, like, kind of mini lie. Like, she could have easily recovered from it, but she just can't. So then she's just eating really nervously. And Ashley says to Fisher, looks like Rebecca wants seconds of that sausage. She can't seem to cram it into her mouth fast enough. Really, a really intense approach to this scene. (laughs) And then Fisher drops every plate that he's holding. He just drops him on the ground because of that. And it throws Mm -hmm. him through a loop. And Casey immediately puts the pieces together. She's lala out lala and katie it's casey's casey add them to the trio she's figured it out like almost immediately you can just tell she looks at the both of them and she's like has a read on it well she gasps out loud she goes oh my god mm-hmm. yeah and then pulls it together context clue queen i know i i mean like to me that would have been so far out of the realm of possibility that i wouldn't have 
even sensed it, even if they were acting weird, but he has a finger on the pulse. So she goes to talk to Fisher, and when she's in the kitchen, Rebecca barges in, and Casey says, like, are you hiding anything? And Fisher immediately folds. He's like, yes, we just kissed. And Rebecca- He almost said, he's, like, defensive. He's like, it was just a kiss. I will get to his approach later, and but I do yeah. want to discuss it because to me, yeah. not apologetic enough. But we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk and about I it. will yeah, say, like the thoughts. kiss, the okay. I know they're saying it was just a kiss, but I feel like there's a difference. It was a makeout. Yeah, a kiss and a makeout. And he's like, she kissed me, and I stopped it. No, you had your tongues in each other's mouths for multiple seconds. It wasn't just like a. It wasn't a pack. This, this isn't Mr. Brightside. It was only a kiss. How did it, it end up? How did it end up like this? But Ooh. Fisher's acting like it is. Like he clearly just listened to Mr. Brightside on his nano. Oh yeah. my god, on his on his shuffle. I, I definitely want to get into Fisher's reaction in a few like scenes because I I have thoughts on it and I feel like it's weird. I don't know. So Casey says. I'm not going to tell Ashley. She can't handle it and she doesn't deserve this. Like, Oh, she... and the second she says it, it's like backfire central. Oh, yeah. You're like, this is going to end terribly. In defense of Casey. I'll, I'll make one defense for Casey. I do get it when you're like so not involved in something and you're like, why do I now have to be the bearer of this news and like break yeah. my friend's heart? Like that's a really, really awful position to be in mm-hmm. with someone you care about because like, I, obviously Ashley I don't think would have blamed Casey but she still would have been the messenger she still would have been involved yeah. and it still would have sucked it wasn't I feel the right like she, she should have just said you need to go tell Ashley yeah, yeah. like but I would have been like I you have until Friday and then I'm going to tell her or something like that exactly yeah. that would have been the right move for sure but you know maybe they're thinking like it's just a party kiss just a pro and I think because Casey and Ashley are such good friends like if Casey and Ashley, if it was like I don't know, Betsy or someone who's like a little Mm -hmm. bit more distant, it would be like, it might make more sense for Casey to be like, I'm not going to just come and like mess with this relationship. Mm -hmm. What's your best friend? I know. Her whole thing is like, she just doesn't think that Ashley can like take this amount of heartbreak because it's such a betrayal. Um, Because Ashley has been such a good friend to Rebecca, which is true. That is what makes it worse. So Casey's like, well, I'm going to take your word for it that it was just a kiss and Rebecca's like well how can we trust that you're not going to end up telling Ashley and Casey says I guess you just will have to wait and see and trust that I'm not going to tell and that answer does not satisfy Rebecca we can see that on her face but also it's like Rebecca what do you like what is the trade-off there what do you uh, okay so what if Casey is like you can't trust me what what's even your approach there at the apartment, Dale and Rusty are styled by men's warehouse. Um, actually, Rusty looks like he's wearing the suit that someone was buried in. Like, it's huge. Yeah, it does not fit him. <laughs> it's, it looks like that Kanye West, not to like go back to Kanye West's art, but like that one music video, aren't they wearing like giant yeah. suits? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It, it's drowning him. And Dale is going to meet his pastor and Rusty is wearing this to meet Jordan's dad. Jack. <laughs> Two J names, Jack and Jordan. <laughs> Rusty says to Dale, like, he's kind of like checking in. He's like, how are you doing? You know, Calvin told me about Sheila. We're kind of worried about you. 
Dale's like, everything's going to be fine after I talk to my pastor and like figure out how to repent for my sins. Like he's really big in this episode about like being able punishment. to use, yeah exactly being punished for what he feels is his crime which wait is but he he also says at the before this to Rusty who's like worried about Jack he says you know sometimes it's good to be judged as harshly as possible <laughs> oh Dale. Dale Dale is down bad I I felt like your AI script was essentially what happened this episode Aaron Oh my gosh, it kind of did. Kind of did. Like oh my we got could... it. I wouldn't even think of that. The Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, well, the Dale <laughs> Happy team up with the yeah. religious element. The Bible yeah. study. So Casey picks her dad up from the airport, and it's just immediately like they have no relationship. He's just asking her about her tire pressure. He's like, "Your back tire looks bad." She has to on her immediately. Yeah. Well. Well, she, I don't, I didn't read it as picking on her. She clearly does, but like, I just read it as like, they don't have anything else to say. Oh, um, I read it as, I I think it was subconscious picking. Right. So she asks how her mom is. He asks how Rusty is like, and that's all they have to talk about with each other. Um, She's like, okay, I'm going to drop you off at the hotel because I'm going to go finish setting up for the barbecue. And they like kind of sit in silence. And then he says, have you changed your oil? And then he goes on this long rant about the oil and it gets like weirdly, awkwardly sexual. Like he keeps making like weirdly sexual jokes. And then she's so flustered that she almost runs a stop sign. It's really, they just have a deeply uncomfortable relationship. So Dale is going to meet his pastor who's playing the bongo drums. He's jamming. he's, He's jamming for Jesus. And Dale is like, so if I sin, I just ask for forgiveness and then I'm forgiven. And the pastor is like, yeah, pretty much, you know. And Dill is just not, he just is not understanding this. Like he feels that he has to, you know, yes, like you said, be punished for what he's done. He's like, yeah. I don't, he's like, I don't get it. I didn't love Sheila. I didn't even really like her that much. He says, I had sex with my landlady. <laughs> like he cannot understand. <laughs> why he is not being punished for this yeah and he's like I don't really deserve to be forgiven yes and wait and then the pastor is like well um Jesus did his job so if you still feel bad then that's not his fault (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he goes back to drumming so Rusty's at the hotel waiting to get a cab with his dad and he's trying to out conversation topics for his inevitable conversation with Jordan's dad. But then he realizes, oh, well, also before this, Rusty's dad is like, oh, remember all those nights you were home alone with us? Like your mom was always saying, why can't Rusty find a nice girl like Joan of Arcadia? I know, I love how they bring that back. (laughs) Yeah, they brought it back and they were saying that the parents in the show would have been lucky to have like a someone like rusty date their daughter like they went very deep in this fictional world and so then this man walks out of the hotel and someone that works there calls his name and rusty realizes it's jordan's dad so he introduces himself which i was like okay i guess that's nice i probably would have like turned away and ignored him and waited to be formally introduced i don't know that's my social. Well, he's so eager and he's so sure he'll be liked. That's true. 
That's so true. He hasn't thought of like a negative consequence. Yeah. So they decide they're just going to share a cab over. And her dad says something along the lines of like, oh, you're a little guy, like surprised you're the quarterback or something like that. Oh my God. Yeah. And that's when Rusty realizes that Jordan's dad thinks that he's Andy. Um, yeah, this he calls him scrawny. This confused me a little bit, and I don't feel like I ever completely got an answer. Nor do I feel like Jordan ever clarified this. Oh no, she yeah. she does. She says she's like, I told my dad about you, but he's a dad. He just doesn't remember, which I like very much related to. Yeah, that's. yeah actually this is all making a bit more sense i do feel like jordan's dad gives off like the same energy as jordan just in dad form do you know what i mean a pick me dad (laughs) oh my god a pick me dad yes like he's not like he's like too cool he's not like the other dads yeah yeah he does have kind of like a fratty energy to him but yeah I i feel like she talks about it later in a later scene like they're at a buffet and she's like i did tell him that you are my boyfriend now he just did not retain that information oh got it okay i i wasn't sure if she ever like fully clarified that and i was like i for a second i thought she was literally like lying to him trying to like impress her dad by saying she was dating like that she was basically saying rusty was andy yeah i thought that at first too i was like this character jordan (laughs) she (laughs) would do that though she would i know Beth is setting up flowers at the ZBZ house for father-daughter day. She, like, again, still thinks that she is in ZBZ. And she's telling Rebecca about how she gotcha'd her date the other night. And um, she's like, I felt kind of bad. Like, I thought I was going, we were going on a date. And Re- Rebecca was like, well, he probably trusted you. And she was like, he didn't care. I let him grab my boob. And then this sparks for some reason this like need to tell the truth in Rebecca. Like she's just been stewing over the fact that Casey has this information. Wait, real quick. I just want to pause on this and say I had no idea that they were going to draw out this gotcha game for so long. It's all of the next episode. (laughs) I know. I forgot about that as a pop. Yeah, I thought it was just like the first like a one off, but they make it a huge thing. Yeah. I know I saw that in the description for the next episode and I was surprised. So Rebecca's like, I can't trust Casey to not tell. So she marches right up to Ashley and says, the guy that I kissed at the party wasn't Evan. It was Fisher. And Casey knew about it and didn't want me to tell you. Evil. I will say, though, I was thinking that this was going to be more drawn out, and I'm glad mm. the anxieties of waiting for this to happen for the viewer. Yeah. Sure. Oh my God. Yeah. Same. I mean, I've, for some reason, I really don't remember the third season because I thought, like, when this reveal happened, I was like, oh my gosh, it must go on for episodes. Like, I can't mm. handle that. And it was very quick, which was good. I also feel like, I don't know. We'll talk about it later. But I feel like Ashley gets over this whole thing very quickly for what a large betrayal it is. But right after Rebecca tells her this, her dad walks through the door. Oh, yeah. And Ashley's really good at covering it up, which is also really sad. I know. Like covering up how she feels. But she had such a good acting moment when Rebecca first tells her. She's like, stop joking. That's not funny. Like, like her reaction was so, oh, I felt so horrible. She just can't even process. She's like, there's no way that could be true. 
I know because she really trusted both of them. That was a really good acting moment, though. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, we should clip that. It was really sad because Ashley's the last person that deserves this. I know. We must protect her, is what Casey's thinking. <laughs> right. Oh, and the way that Rebecca just literally chucked Casey under the bus. <laughs> oh my God. It was just so, it was old Rebecca. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. It's like, Rebecca, stop. Why are you doing this? Don't revert. We were all rooting for you. Yeah. So now we're at the ZBZ barbecue and Fisher is like frantically trying to explain that Rebecca kissed him and he stopped it, which mm, I'm not totally sure that's like the scene that we saw. I think it went on a, a little longer than that. And also like maybe wait until all the dads leave Fisher, like read the goddamn room. And Ashley's like, never speak to me again, period. And walks away. Uh, um, yeah. That hurts. I know. So then Casey swoops in right away and tries to explain herself, but um, she's interrupted by Ashley's dad who comes over and is like, you two, like, you going to be roommates after college? Are you sad about college ending? And Ashley's like, can't happen fast enough. Oh my God. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? I'm actually super excited for graduation sad i know she's so hurt by casey she's literally just like throwing away their entire friendship i know and then casey's dad also shows up um and so does rebecca's dad who like can't stop spewing about his retreat um and confessing his past wrongs to much of rebecca and everyone's dismay it's just like information overload and it's like okay this is not for us. We don't need to hear all about this. He's being, um, he's kind of reminding me of like if Joe Gorga was more caricaturized. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just the way that he's being like very hypersensitive, but also macho in a way. And I, I don't dislike Joe Gorga. I'll put that out there. Um, as a cast member, I don't know him personally. Rebecca's dad. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> he kind of looks like him. I know. I think that's part of the reason why. Yeah, I could see that for sure. He's a short king. He's a short yeah. king. He's also just like revealing things that you never want to hear come out of your dad's mouth. Like, especially because a lot of his issues had to deal with like sexually explicit kind of rendezvous. And he's just telling Rebecca everything. She's like, please stop. Yeah, like while he's he was married. Him. Yeah. yeah. To her mom. <laughs> yes. Um, and so then Rebecca sees Ashley and she tries to talk to her and she says, get your hands off me. And Rebecca's dad sees this and he's <laughs> like, I had a best friend once. <laughs> the SpongeBob, <laughs> SpongeBob meme, him at the diner. I lost something once. <laughs> Um, and he says, but then I lured him into a Ponzi scheme and slept with his wife. <laughs> this guy is awful. I also feel like her dad might be in a cult at this point. Like he's like very yeah. weirdly subdued and like overly therapized and is wearing all white like linen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is rocking linen. He's in resort wear. <laughs> yeah. He's fully healed. He's on he's vacation. 
not to continue to bring it back to Vanderpump Rules, he he's like just been to Miraval. <laughs> the Wait, what's resort, that? The resort in Arizona. That's like a wellness. <laughs> oh, is that where resort. Sandoval and Rachel went? Allegedly. Oh, was it a retreat? Well, I think she's actually, I think she's actually somewhere, but he went there. Yeah, there was that interview of him saying she's fine and she's in like yeah. a facility with no contact. It doesn't really, sound fine. It doesn't, it really does not. <laughs> Yikes. Does not sound good at all. <laughs> really? I mean, it's not, it's not funny, but it's just like, oh man, that's a mess. <laughs> yeah, but he went to one of those. It's like one of those places that's like kind of a spa. But like you're not allowed to eat whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Like they kind of brainwash you. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, so this is the scene where Jordan explains to Rusty her dad's um hyper intent on sports and also what the fuck Jordan has bangs now. It's I was me. Aaron, I didn't want to say it, but hers they look good on her, honestly. I mean she's very pretty. You didn't want to say what? That she was they also rocking the bang. I noticed it and I was like, I'm not. I know, gonna... it, it was blaring. The bangs do look good. They're very uh, Hillary Duff in the Why Not era. Oh, yeah. That they was a great good. era. They look good. They look good. It's I, like, I have to hand it to her. <laughs> it's like, are those the, the Chanel boots? Yeah. <laughs> are those the bangs? <laughs> Are those bangs? Okay, Erin, yeah. you can you can admit it to us. This is a safe space. Did you cut your hair like that because you saw Jordan? Do Jordan, it? Jordan cut it. This is we're recording this after I got bangs. Yeah, Jordan I know. Saw my bangs. <laughs> She's like, okay, right. <laughs> Jordan saw your bangs and wait, she saw your bangs the first time you she got them. saw my bangs when I got them when I was fourteen. It actually lines up perfectly. No, that's what I'm. Uh, it's what I'm not like. You're joking. I'm not. I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm not joking either. Okay, we know what happened though. Uh, listeners. Up. Listeners, we know what happened. We've gotten to the bottom. Bangs inspired by me, as always. <laughs> <laughs> or if um, you're, in my case, by Tyra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jordan is certain that her dad is going to love Rusty. Jordan, you're literally the only one who likes him. <laughs> <laughs> also, Jordan's dad doesn't seem like the kind of dad who just like likes people. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's he seems like he likes himself. He likes himself. I'm not even sure he likes Jordan. <laughs> I'm not even sure he knows Jordan's there. <laughs> like the literally, they have no interaction except for him like shaming her later in the episode. Meanwhile, in the background, Jack's head is literally just straight up Calvin's ass. Like it's <laughs> suffocating. <laughs> yeah, her dad's like, just like hitting on Calvin. The Jack, I was like. <laughs> Jack Reed. <laughs> oh, you thought I meant you? <laughs> yeah. No, we also learned Jordan's last name here. Was or have they mentioned it before? Jordan Reed. I don't know if they have, but that's kind of a good name. Uh, <laughs> Thomas hates it. <laughs> I wish it was yeah, a J last. <laughs> no, Thomas. What? Pick a better name for her. Jordan mm. Ingelheimer Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like I feel like Jordan. She'd be the kind of girl whose like name would be like Jordan Jordan. <laughs> like, Wait, that no. would be like another big part of her personality J- jordan jordans <laughs> another big part of her personality 
She's just like a girl who plays poker and her name is Jordan Jordans. Okay. On American Idol and like <laughs> so this this episode is off the rails. <laughs> on American Idol in like 2011, was there um Phil Phillips. Okay, Phil Phillips. <laughs> I was gonna say, was it Phil Phillips or Will William Williams? Because during that year there was also a new teacher in my high school who <laughs> was either named Phil Phillips or William. <laughs> So I guess the teacher was William Williams. <laughs> oh my gosh. You keep it new immediately. <laughs> oh, I know my American Idol trivia. Yeah, I can imagine Jordan being like her name being like Jordan Ray Jordans or like Ray. She seems like someone whose like oh, middle name is Ray. Ray is such a good middle name with her for her, and it's spelled R A E. No, Ray. actually, her first name is Ray, but she goes by her middle name. <laughs> But she goes by her last name. Her real name's Ray Jordan. <laughs> but it, doesn't this all just make perfect sense yeah, when you actually like, put it on yes. paper? Yes, because so many, I feel like it was such a thing for, like, guys to go by their last name in, like, middle school and high school. And she would also want to do that. She would. Oh, well, no, it would just happen to her. Because she yeah. was only hanging out with guys. Right. So. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, Rusty... <laughs> just sorry i just saw the note that said burger she does she has another burger why did she she have another burger in that episode oh my god and in the next episode she's cutting up a sirloin okay you guys this was before (laughs) beyond meat so she just lied in that one episode and said she didn't eat red meat that is so jordan (laughs) (laughs) when i saw that i literally paused when i saw the burger i paused it and i examined like up close on the tv i was like it's not veggie okay wait i need to make a tiktok of her saying i don't eat red meat yeah expose her (laughs) expose her she's grabbing meat red meat (laughs) and and you have to also have to put the time that she's at the kt house and says i'm gonna get a burger yeah i'm gonna get a burger Nope. <laughs> oh my god okay so rusty and jordan go over to calvin and her dad and rusty full-on punches jack in the back while he's drinking to i don't know look like a sport guy question mark i don't even know what he was trying to convey there he straight up socks him in the back while he's drinking <laughs> <laughs> and then he tries to recover by sitting down and saying, you know, the first time I drank tequila, I spit it out all over a girl. Okay, that's all he says. And that, then it keeps going. He's like, well, I actually don't drink that much because I'm an engineering major. We can't drink all the time. Right, because not like calm majors. Oh, like what? Like why why can't you handle your drinking and like why do you spit on girls? (laughs) Relevant. Valid questions. Rusty really doesn't recover from this. No. Um, And then he makes a decision. Uh oh, he says he's gonna Jack is like, I guess I'll see you at the flag football game tomorrow. And Rusty decides to forego studying to go play. Um football and calvin is so appalled at the end of the scene he's just watched all of this go down calvin is consistently the only one who like sees things for what they are and god bless him for sticking around with these goons because it must be trying 
but um also it's like rusty you literally just got by from the skin of your teeth staying in your program maybe don't skip studying to go play flag football and can I just say Mm -hmm. these kind of guys who in college were like whatever major like any kind of science or whatever and then they would shit on calm majors or like other majors that they deemed easier and got to like party more that was the such an annoying person you made your choice you made it yeah and also it's like mm, now here we are 10 15 years out and like those guys who were not in comms are impossible to communicate with <laughs> yes you really should have been taking com 101 and uh, what was it like group organizational calm with me thank you very much and he also thank says you. that and jordan's dad was a calm major so hmm. yeah um so jordan's dad leaves um now cappy goes to confront dale for standing him up at the book club and he looks and dale's holding a bible and cappy says that's not judy pico <laughs> and dale immediately starts blubbering about losing his virginity and how he's just really bent out of shape about it and cappy asks if he's sure he did it right (laughs) and then they see this like one-off singular table of catholicism there's just a there's just a, a table about catholicism and it's this girl dressed like a catholic schoolgirl, um and they're both drawn to it cappy because of the girl and dale is interested in the harsh punishments offered to sinners <laughs> from the catholic church um i will say also cappy is looking fine in this scene it was very noticeable he's been looking really good the past two episodes season three he was bringing it also as someone who went to a Catholic school like Aaron, I never even saw a booth for Catholicism at our Catholic school. Well, we were Jesuits. It's Catholic, though. I know, but it's Catholic light. It's a little looser interpretation. But still, I don't think of the Catholics as the branch that's, like, booth heavy. That's true. Um, we did get in trouble with the Jesuits when I was working at Roar the first year. <laughs> they got mad at us for like there were some you remember when it was like a thing every day was like national hot dog day or something, and like <laughs> that was like a trend. Mm-hmm. And it was like national hot guy month or whatever made up thing. <laughs> and we had like put I didn't. They had put um like a campaign signs out of like shirtless guys for like hot guy awareness month. And the Jesuits actually got mad at us. I think we lost some funding because of it. Oh my oh gosh, my that's crazy. So they're not into booths, but they are into wearing shirts. So, you know. They they're into clothing. They're we now into know being clothed. And I guess ultimately not objectifying anybody. So I guess fair enough, but we yeah, we got a slap on the wrist for that. The costume they put this girl in, though, like, she is, like, in full, like, Britney it's Spears. Criminal. I know. It's it's a little over the top. Mary Elise. 
Oh, I thought it was Mary Elizabeth, like in Clifford. No, it's Mary Elise because I had the captioning on. At least that's what it said because I couldn't understand it. You're probably right. I thought it was Mary Louise. Oh, but then yeah, Mary Elise paused it on the closed caption and it said Mary Elise, at least according to Hulu. Then they call her (laughs) M.E. Or at least Cappy does. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, now we're back at the CBZ barbecue and Rebecca's dad is just word vomiting at her and then she's super excited to see Cappy or Casey come over because she's like, oh great, like I would much rather be yelled at by Casey than continue talking to my dad. So Casey pulls... Rebecca away and she's saying like why did you do this and and Rebecca is saying I threw you under the bus because I thought it would take some of the heat off of me too and Casey is so annoyed by this and also it's like don't admit it then don't admit that you're hurting Ashley more like Rebecca made a conscious choice in that moment to hurt Ashley and then hurt her more yeah and it was just not cool um oh my god now the worst part of the episode happens the ZBZs gather around on like their little outdoor backyard stage and start singing this very creepy daddy-themed song. And they break out into solo solos. And then it comes to Ashley and she changes her words to don't lie or you will die. Never <laughs> trust a slut who has a big butt. And chaos ensues. It they go ballistic. Casey and Rebecca start going at each other, and and there's this um, I mean, borderline pedophile in the crowd. This <laughs> old man who says, "Is anyone else turned on?" And they all look at him, and he's like, "What? None of them are my daughter." And it's like, what is he doing there? <laughs> what is he doing? It's so disturbing. It's scary. This whole scene was scary. It's frightening. Yeah. Calvin and Rusty can't look away. They're very entertained by this. And so then we cut to inside the house. Casey, Rebecca, and Ashley are sitting on one side of the table and their dads are sitting on the other side. And the dads are like really trying to figure out what's wrong, which is like, I don't think my dad has ever gotten involved in a fight that I was having in between (laughs) girlfriends and rightfully so. And Rebecca says she wants to talk it out and then they start arguing about what happened it comes out that rebecca kissed fisher um and then rebecca goes at casey and says at least i didn't sleep with a 16 year old i forgot about that yeah that was a dark dark storyline very dark and then ashley says you know what i didn't do anything wrong to either of you and i never would do that and then she storms out fair enough she wouldn't and then Rebecca's dad starts kind of trying to lecture her and she says um, that she's not going to take a lesson from a guy who missed her recitals to filibuster an aide. Good joke. Then the dad started arguing. Everybody storms off. Um, There's a lot of tension. Mm -hmm. So... Now, Rusty asks Calvin how he can get out of playing the flag football game in a, quote, manly way. It's like, the thing is, just don't have ever volunteered to do it. Why did you do that? Just lie and say, I actually really do have to study and just be lame instead of, like, even having more interaction with this man who clearly hates you. Yeah. Can I go out on a limb here and say, 
I don't think Jack would notice if he didn't show up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he would notice. Or care. Or care. Yeah, he'd be like, okay, weird. He already thinks you punched him. Yeah. And then you talked about spitting on women. And then you insulted his college major. Yeah. Banner day. So Calvin is like, don't even worry about it because you don't have to be good. Every year the frats throw the game so the dads can feel good about themselves. And two things here. So first of all, Rusty is relieved. He's like, oh, okay. So I don't have to worry about doing well. Second of all, then isn't the whole point of you going is that you want to show her dad that you're good at it? So why Mm -hmm. does this change anything? You should want to go less because you're going to still be bad. I thought the same exact thing. Like, he doesn't know you're throwing it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. So then uh, Ashley um, approaches Fisher in the pantry and he says, you know, I'm an idiot and you're the best thing that ever happened to me. And she's like, "Mm, hard to believe because why would you do this? And he was like, I'm, I was drunk and I screwed up. And I think like, Hey, give it a beat Fisher. Give her some room. Yeah. Like stop immediately trying to, first of all, downplay it and kind of downplay the downplaying. It's the downplaying for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, a lot of like Rebecca and Fisher in this episode and maybe even Casey a little bit too, are kind of like leaning so heavily on how nice Ashley is Mm -hmm. and like how kind she is. And they'll be like, Oh, well she has to forgive us. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And I think like, like you said, Aaron, like just the, I don't know. I hate how Fisher apologized for this because I really didn't feel like it was an apology. No, it it felt like excuses. It felt, and it felt like he felt burdened by even having to say anything. Yeah. Like, oh, you shouldn't have ever found out about this. Or just like, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah, it really pissed me off. I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah, it's very much an I'm sorry you feel that way situation. Yeah, and just even by saying, oh, it was such a quick kiss. Okay, you kissed her, like, really good friend. Yeah, and you got close enough that even if she didn't kiss you, you were close enough. Yeah, exactly. Allie saw Sandoval and Raquel at the Abbey. All you need to know, Lara was Allie in this scenario. Yes, yeah, she was the original whistleblower. (laughs) uh lara's a good whistleblower it suits her she has whistleblower energy for sure she has katie maloney energy. yeah she does she does because she's kind of right but her delivery is uh, often unsavory yeah i would love like a deep dive episode into laura we never get it we need that as a spinoff i do enjoy her character (laughs) it's just she's so odd in a way I find very fascinating. Yeah, she is pretty prominent in the next episode too. Oh, good. Uh, and it's funny. And Ashley is like, you know what? You cheated on me. I can't take you back. I can't trust you anymore. It's over. And I got chills because I just feel so sad for Ashley. But she's right. She can't trust mm-hmm. him. And he's not being apologetic. Like, I feel like He's just being so textbook in this scenario where it's like you just truly don't understand what you did was wrong. And it's very apparent by the way that you're approaching the apology. But he knows it was bad, but he doesn't understand why it would be so hurtful. 
Right. Like, he almost acts like she's overreacting. Yeah. Well, he does. Not almost. He says it was just a kiss to Casey. Like, so now Dale, Cappy, and M.E. are walking out of mass. And Dale is raving. And he's asking if they have any literature on flogging. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. Uh, and then Cappy's trying to take M.E. out on a date. And Dale is saying, no, wait, let's go to coffee. I want to dig deeper here. Um, and Cavi pulls Dale aside and he's like, I need to hang out with Mary Elise because I'm in a little bit of a funk. Um, and so Dale's like, okay, well, I guess fine, whatever. So then Cappy and Mary Elise get in his car and go off doing whatever shenanigans they're going to be doing <laughs> into the sunset into the sunset so now we're in Casey and Ashley's room and Ashley is it's so sad she's just laying on her pillow and you can see a single tear drop go oh. down her eye oh my gosh it it i feel like the song 2am should be playing oh my god yeah breathe in parentheses 2am 2am winter just wasn't my season i don't love oh. him my god that or almost lover oh. of mine frenzy oh my god <laughs> so true goodbye my hopeless dream oh so sad Try not to think about it can't you just let me be that was definitely one of those songs that i recorded myself on our desktop photo booth singing multiple oh my times god. Oh, i still do that to this day <laughs> with that song no with that song specifically oh my god i love singing that song Oh my god, that reminds me of when my friend and I in middle school, we used to like take turns recording ourselves singing, but we would like go take whatever recording device it was. Like it was some it wasn't maybe it was like an iPod touch or something <laughs> and go to one part of her house and sing without the other one there and then come back and both listen to it. And no. Yes. So so vulnerable. And I remember like having to wait for like her sister to walk by the hallway or something and like stopping and being so nervous and it's like what the, the weirdest way to go about it <laughs> oh my gosh that's so I love sweet. the reveal aspect that you had to go hide and record it and then come no back. but that you had to reveal it together <laughs> yeah no because we wanted to hear it together and we wanted ultimately the other to hear us right 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 of course that's so, hilarious. Sorry. Anyway. No, don't be sorry. Um, <laughs> so Casey walks in and she basically like tries to comfort Ashley and she's like, you know, I was just trying to protect you, but this does not so well with Ashley. Ashley's upset and she's like, I'm capable of handling it. Like you weren't going to tell me because you don't think I can handle it. And she also tells Casey that she dumped Fisher. She's like, it's over. And Casey's, Casey then kind of starts to underplay this a little bit too. And she's like, are you sure? And this is where, like, this is like a deep cut. Ashley's like, I'm not like you, Casey. Like, I can't stay with someone after they cheat on me. No, she says, I guess I'm not cool enough. Oh, yeah. Like, that's even worse. Yeah, it's a dig. Yeah. Oh, God. And then Casey opens the door to leave. And, like, Beth is right there. And she literally <laughs> shoots her with the Nerf gun or whatever. She, they got your gun. Everyone's so sick of Beth. <laughs> this is Beth's episode. <laughs> She's my winner. Beth's redemption arc. 
So now we're in, I guess we're in Jordan's dorm on the brown sheets. It's a really intimate moment between Rusty and Jordan. It's like, honestly, the way this is shot is like a little confusing because you don't know who this is for a second. Yeah. And then I felt violated when I realized it was them. Honestly, same. I was like, I was not prepared. I feel like they have no chemistry. I don't know. Maybe it's just my dislike for her. Like, but I felt like he and Jen K had a lot of chemistry, but him and Jordan. Even him and Tina. Yeah. Remember that like silhouette scene? Yeah. Oh my God. I forgot. I was just going to say, every time we hear the name Tina, I think of the um, llama in Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) Tina. What does he serve him? Her, come get your whatever. Tina, come get your, what is it? Oatmeal? <laughs> no, it's not tots. That's in his pocket. Oh, you're right. William, give me some of your tots. <laughs> Important fact is that Haley Duff is in that movie. Oh my God, it's so true. It's the estranged Duff sister. <laughs> <laughs> I actually yeah. heard a rumor that they were supposed to play the sisters and my sister's keeper. But no, like, you're kidding. Really? No, I'm making it up. Oh my no, God, imagine I don't Haley know. and Hilary Duff in that movie. I, I legit believed you. I know. Why wouldn't we? I was kidding because that's what Thomas said about the Fanning sisters. Yeah, but you never know. If they're, if they're considering sisters, they're considering blonde sisters. I could see it. Honestly, Hillary has the acting chops and Haley was on Broadway, so. Oh my gosh. Well, what, what was she on Broadway? Her, she was in Hairspray and then she was the judge on like this Legally Blonde reality show for like the next Elle Wood that I was obsessed with. Oh, wow. Well, maybe they'll remake My Sister's Keeper <laughs> because it's so big across libraries right now. <laughs> My Sister Keeper Challenge and... <laughs> No cast. Yes. Stop, Stop saying my sister's keeper challenge. So we're in Rusty and jo- Jordan and Rusty are having an intimate moment in Jordan's room. And like they're kind of making out. And then Rusty kind of stops and he starts to ask Jordan about her dad. And he's like, Do you think she's gonna be impressed with me that like I'm playing in the game? And she's like, I do not want to talk about my dad right now. And so like she like it starts to get even more steamy between them. And just as it starts to get like super steamy, her dad just like walks in because he forgot his jacket. And like, she like throws Rusty off of him. Rusty freaks out. Poor Jordan. She's like, she's like grabbing her shirt. Like it's very (laughs) uncomfortable. So yeah, Jordan's dad is like not thrilled as we know, because he already hates Rusty. And now this is like icing on the cake. Yeah, it's all he needs. So... Jordan also throws Rusty off of him like he weighs or her like he weighs two pounds like she moves one arm and he goes flying across the room it's like remember if you were like studying in your bed and you had like one loose leaf piece of paper and then you would close your binder and he would like go flying (laughs) that was Rusty the loose leaf it was a free willy dive like he literally got hurled onto the ground doesn't rusty say something here too about what he was doing like he makes up some sort of excuse or is that later on i don't know yeah later on he says i know what what that looked like but i swear i was just giving her back massage that's that could be worse to me that's worse arguably worse that's creepier okay so now we're at the game right this is the next scene Mm -hmm. and so um 
Jordan's dad is like getting really ready. He's like going to destroy Rusty. And like, he's really angry at Rusty because this is the last scene is what he basically came and walked into them. Um, he also cares too much. Yeah. They were fully clothed. I mean, it's not ideal, but. And she's also an adult. Yeah, yeah, and also, why were you storming into your daughter's door? Like, he, it was a real storm. Evan Chambers move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Casey's dad finds Casey and, like, apologizes for getting involved, I guess, the day before with, like, the intervention type thing they were doing. But then he starts to criticize her because she's cutting oranges like she's making snacks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he starts, like, picking on that. He basically is just always giving her feedback when it's, like, unsolicited. Um, and she basically admits to him, she's like, when you like treat me like this, it makes me feel like an idiot. And he says he's just trying to protect you like you were trying to protect Ashley. And she immediately is like shook because she's like, oh, wait, this is how I probably made Ashley feel. Yeah. It's a good connection he draws. It is. Yeah. So then Casey, no, not Casey. Happy and Dale are walking on campus. And um, Dale asks if if Cabby talked to Mary Elise because he's like, I think I got a bum set of rosaries. <laughs> yeah, he said I was, I was rubbing them all night and I still feel awful. Yeah, he still feels all this shame. And Cappy is like also waiting to hear back from her because like she hasn't responded to his multiple texts. Wait, real quick though. I We skipped over the part in the scene before where Rusty and Jack have like this weird moment. It's part of when he explains that he was um, giving her back massage and Jack is like jump roping, warming up. And oh, yeah. Um, then Jack says to Rusty, we'll settle it on the field. And this is one of the times where I agree with Rusty's reaction because it was like a weird thing to say. And Rusty was just like, okay, and like walks away because it's like, yeah, that's fucking weird. Yeah. It feels weirdly threatening. Leading yeah. up to the game, I actually thought, oh, like maybe Rusty will be chill and just like the dad will kind of be rude. Like that's what it seemed like the dynamic was going to be. But of course, that's not Rusty. So yeah, Cappy hasn't heard back from Mary Elise either. And then they spot her and they basically like charge at her, like competing with each other. Um, Cappy's trying to ask her out. Dale's trying to ask a question about Catholicism. And Mary's like, okay, you are both smothering me like Cappy you sent me five messages and she also tells Dale that he's not Catholic material which I is mean like, fair. what he's, been, uh, he's a Baptist right yeah Baptist his whole life so it makes sense you know yeah uh, so basically that relationship has ended that love interest is gone for both of them so now we're back at the flag football game and emphasis on flag football because we learned quickly that someone didn't realize that yeah so Jordan's dad is just like so angry at Rusty it seems like he wants to kill him and the dads are just so bad at the game like they're actually trying so hard and Calvin is even having a hard time like trying to throw the game like the the frat guys are struggling to even like lose because the dads are so bad yeah at one point Calvin just straight up drops the ball (laughs) Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> like they're like throwing it to the dads like as much as they can. Yeah, and the dads are still fighting about the girls' drama. Like they're still coming back to that, like the Casey Rebecca Ashley drama. 
Yeah, they're using it for like inner turmoil between them. Yeah, and this is where Casey finds Ashley on the sidelines and she Ashley hesitantly lets Casey sit with her. And Casey apologizes. She's like, I really should have given you more credit. Like, I'm really sorry. And, you know, Ashley forgives her and is like, well, I actually really do need my best friend because my heart just got broken. Yeah. And then Rebecca, like, sees them hugging and she's like, are we all making up now? And then they both, like, in tandem turn to her and they're like, we're still mad at you. It's been like 36 hours. I can't believe Rebecca has equated what she's done to uh, Casey wanting to, like, not tell Ashley very different things Rebecca so now Jordan's dad is about to get a touchdown um because I think something happened where like a frat guy ended up like basically giving him the ball and or I think it was actually Rusty this is the weirdest thing is that Rusty kind of like gives the ball to Jordan's dad kind of acting like oh I'm gonna give him the touchdown but then something shifts within Rusty and he starts charging at the dad as though he's like angry at him And he then, like, from the sidelines, I think, is it Jordan or Calvin? I think Calvin says, Rusty, it's touch. Yeah, it's like touch football or flag football or something. Or, yeah, flag. Rusty doesn't hear or process this. And he, like, completely tackles Jack. And Jack is, like, an older man. So, clearly, he's, like, about to die now. Yeah. And he... Shouts, eat that, Jack. <laughs> I know, and poor Jack is, like, on the ground. Like, it looks like he just, like, broke his back and is, like... No, it's, it's like, the scary kind of older person getting hurt. Where you're, like, fuck. <laughs> like, an ambulance. Up good. <laughs> yeah, an ambulance needed to be called. He was, like, seizing up after that. Like, he, he's, you could tell, like, he started to, like, tense. Like, it looked really, really awful. Yeah, it was dangerous. Classic Rusty take things way too far yeah way way too far so now we're at Dobbler's and Casey orders a pitcher at the Wait, well also everyone's appalled <laughs> yeah like, Jordan is mad. like what the hell and Rusty is like reveling still. I know I know it's really really inappropriate so now we're at Dobbler's and Casey orders a pitcher for her and Ashley and she spots Cappy at the bar And he asks her about the game and, you know, she's like, oh, it was called for a medical emergency. (laughs) (laughs) And then she tells him about the rusty tackle and um, she's like, oh, so why are you reading Hemingway? Because that's the new book club that the book that him in um, the new Hemingway challenge. (laughs) (laughs) My sister's keeper challenge ended and now it's Hemingway. Um, But it's basically his new book club, his (laughs) new book club selection. Um, but he keeps finding himself behind because he's dot, 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 distracted. She says she read it, but it is a tragic love story. And he says, you know, they couldn't ever, or she says they couldn't ever seem to get the timing right. No, he says no, it. he says that. He says oh. That. And it, it made me seethe. I was like, Happy, don't say anything at all then, because this is your fault. I, I'm so yeah. frustrated by this. I also, when um Mary Elise was like, you called me five times, I felt personally hurt on Casey's behalf because I was like, why can't you call Casey five times? Yeah. Why are you putting this effort into this random girl when you love Casey? Trying to distract himself. Yeah, he's he's the one that says, yeah, they could just never get the timing right. And she's like, well, yeah, that and... He got his junk flown off in World of War Yeah, and then she dips. Yeah, she dips to go back to Ash. 
I read The Sun Also Rises in a book club once. I Oh my gosh, you did in a book club. Yeah. Not for a challenge. Not for a chat, not for a summer challenge. I didn't read this book, so I was like a little confused by this scene, but what I did understand was like the subtext here. Right. That's all you need. I know. I mean, clearly it's about them. Yeah, as everything is. Yeah, as Cabby downs his drink and pieces out. So now Casey's dad is comforting Rusty and he's basically saying like, you're never going to be able to impress your girlfriend's dad. Like, it's a losing battle, you know, and he's kind of saying that like, he always hated Casey's high school boyfriends, um, you know, regardless, just because he, you know, a dad wants to, I mean, this part is a little creepy, but he basically says like, a dad wants to be the only man in a girl's life. Yeah, yeah, I hate that narrative, but like, go off. Yeah, it's giving like, what's that movie? What a girl wants. Oh, <laughs> the Amanda Bynes. <laughs> yeah, or I just, loved like, that another movie. early two thousands like rom com where there's like kind of just a strange relationship between a girl and her dad. You know? Yeah. yeah. Who plays the dad in that? Colin Firth. It's, yeah. Colin Firth. Honestly, yeah, they, a decent movie. Maybe we can consider reviewing that. I would love to review that movie because I loved the guy that she dates in that movie. I thought he was oh, so with his spiky hair. Cute with his spiky hair and his British accent and his guitar. He's like edgy. Yeah, and, and he's he's, he's also in Raise Your Voice. Yeah, another one. Okay, you guys, listeners, write in. I have been trying to watch Raise Your Voice for years. I refuse to pay for it, but I cannot find it for free streaming anywhere. Someone tell me where to watch Raise Your Voice. Oh my God. Now I'm going to have that song stuck in my head all day. Found myself today. Oh, I liked when she goes, ooh, ooh, her riff or whatever. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. La, 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 la. Anyway, <laughs> so oh, Casey's dad starts to fight again with no Rebecca and Ashley's dads <laughs> are fighting, and Casey's dad starts to get involved. But then Casey comes up to all of them, and she's like, "It is way life is way too short to hold a grudge. Like, stop fighting." Yeah, she's like, "A man almost it. died today." She's like, yeah. "One of you almost one of your died own. out there. <laughs> one of your own almost died," and. Um, Rebecca kind of overhears that and she approaches Ashley kind of like asking, you know, if, if, you know, is life too short to hold a grudge? Like, do you think you're going to be able to change? And Ashley's like, not really ready, which is fair. Rebecca, it is, it was yesterday, like back off. And then it's starting to just be really selfish. It's like, you just want your friend back. So then don't have, don't do that in the first place. And again, I don't feel like she's repenting enough. Same with Fisher. Like, I feel like they're just asking for forgiveness, but they're not giving enough of an apology. Yeah, they're just asking for her to be over it. They're not saying I'm sorry enough. I would be, like, quaking, crying, throwing up if I did something like that to a friend of mine. I mean, wouldn't. But if I did, I would be so mortified that I was capable of that, that I would be, like, sick. Like, yeah. with like, I would have to keep saying I'm sorry to literally, like, even try to look at myself in the mirror again. I'd be so upset by what I did. 
Yeah, I think there is a parallel here a little bit too with Dale, Rebecca, and Fisher. They all kind of want to absolve themselves of their own guilt about about it. Like they don't actually, I don't think they, I think they care about Ashley, but I think they're more concerned with them being absolved of this like bad behavior. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. That's a very, wow, Thomas, look at you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um. So... Okay, now we're at Dale's apartment. He's he's just like wallowing, like he's like curled up in a blanket on the couch. And uh, Cappy basically explains that like they were both kind of rebounding, like Dale was rebounding with Catholicism, and Cappy was rebounding with Mary Elise. And oh, yeah, this is funny too. Dale or Dale earlier in the episode also like tells Cappy that like they like while like they've shared a common love interest in Casey. <laughs> yeah. And Cappy is just kind of like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, Cappy's like, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Dale thinks that he was also rebounding with Mary Elise, you know, be- from Sheila, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I well, guess no, also from no. Casey. <laughs> yeah, Cappy says, like, you know, that common girl that we share, whatever. Yeah. I was rebounding <laughs> from her. And Dale was like, I think he says something like, she's a hard one to get over or something like that. Or like, she's like, maybe like something along the lines of like, she's not easily like gotten over or something about Casey. Yeah. And, and he's it's- like, she'll really win and then like pull away. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, they kind of just both admit that they were, like, kind of feeling lost. Cappy was trying to distract himself, and, like, Dale was trying to feel, you know, good again. I guess he was trying to reconnect with God. Um, He wants his own God back. (laughs) Well, because Cappy says there's plenty of other girls and gods in the sea. Yeah. So... Now, okay, this is also kind of a heartbreaking scene a little bit. So Fisher gives Ashley a red velvet cupcake in the ZBZ kitchen because that's her favorite. And she doesn't accept it, which Mm-mm. honestly good for her. Like I'm she sorry. ignores him. She doesn't even say anything to him. Yeah, she's kind of like filling up her water bottle and she goes outside and just kind of like she pauses for a moment and looks back into the kitchen and just sees him covering it with a saran wrap. Yeah, and it's like good. What do you like? Honestly, about? good that Fisher is realizing like he hurt her, and I think it's 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 still Ashley being in a difficult position here. She has to say no. Like mm-hmm. she has but to stand again, by her values. Like, not enough of an I'm sorry with that red velvet cupcake. Like yeah, exactly. Like it's just a cupcake. It, he's not even like X Y Z. Like I, I'm so so sorry. Like again, like I he needs to be saying that. I've, clearly i would never forgive, be able to forgive someone like, oh neither could i i'm not definitely not cool enough no neither i'm sorry said. should have been the only words coming out of his mouth and it should have been written on the cupcake it also seems like that was like a leftover cupcake right like <laughs> yeah like, like why is like, there just one no you're right why like, it was like what, he saved a stale that? cupcake from like zbz you know lunch or something there should have been a dozen cupcakes. Or a pizza with I'm sorry written M&M's. So true. Oh my god. Um, Wait, what was that guy's name? Michael? Yeah. Michael. I don't remember their last name, but... Alright, so now Rusty shows up at Jordan's dorm. Uh, the brown sheets are all tucked away, and 
he apologizes, he apologizes for like almost paralyzing her dad and literally almost killing him <laughs> and she's yeah. she basically admits that she's like it doesn't matter what my dad thinks like I like you enough for both of us so they're thinking about doing the deed but then they like both have a moment of clarity and they're like you know let's wait till your dad has gotten back home just because we don't want another like incident it's that sound I'm not gonna do it I'm just thinking about it yeah I'm it kidding. literally is that sound and then they just they don't do it then they just cuddle and I'm like if he walked in on this like I think he'd also be upset yeah, yeah I think he just doesn't want Rusty in the dorm exactly neither do I <laughs> get out of here scram yeah maybe Jordan's dad purchased the brown sheets to like repel people that's a really good idea that's good insight that's genius so now we're at the final scene of the ep and Casey's dropping her dad off at the Cypress airport and you know she's saying she had fun with him during daddy daughter day and (laughs) he says like she's always been able to hand everything handle everything he like basically gives like his trust over to her that she can do it and he asks again about her oil and she's like oh yeah I, I changed it but then she turns the car on and like the check engine like comes on like maintenance required um and it was giving that like song by the chicks like what is it the wide open spaces where she's like check the oil I'm not I I'm not familiar with a lot of their body of work. I I know the song, but I can't Mom think of the lyric. The window and says, "I'm leaving my girl." <laughs> I, is it wide open spaces? That it is. Lyric? It's like the bridge, but there's a part where mm. something where her dad says, "Check the oil." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they had seen this episode. Probably. Clearly. Now I'm thinking of Wild Horses by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I thought you were going to say by Natasha Bedingfield. I thought I think she also has a song called Wild Horses. Oh, really? Is she? Not a cover? Or maybe it's a cover. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I've never heard of it. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed if I thought that Natasha Bedingfield was the original performer of that Wait, song. hold on. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> so it's okay. The other day I was looking at my, like some song I had downloaded and I was like what is this and I realized that the cover art was it for it was like now 86 <laughs> and I was like this is really embarrassing no this is a different song that makes me Thomas. feel much better <laughs> still not letting you off the hook for last episode where you talked about Dixie D'Amelio's <laughs> music <laughs> I forgot that I put that in there <laughs> oh my gosh this was a long one yeah for us <laughs> I know for sticking with us guys yeah, thanks for sticking with us on this journey. Winners and losers. God, who's a winner? My winner was Dale because he, I think at the end, kind of came to terms with the road to acceptance. Yeah. I'm going to go Calvin. I mean, like. Oh, that's a good winner. Yeah, he was he's the only level-headed guy. Per usual. He's keeping it together for everybody else. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, this is really hard. I'm honestly really proud of Ashley. So I'm gonna say winner, even though I don't think she was like winning in this episode. She was definitely like, I I honestly was surprised by the way she stood her ground. But yeah, she really held up. She's not just gonna like let everyone off the hook. 
because I feel like that would be easy for her. Right. And yeah, Rebecca's really trying to wear her down too. Yes, they all are. They're testing her. Losers. Where do we begin? Yeah. Got a pile of them. Mine was Fisher. I'm so mad at him. I'll go Bex. And I guess I'm going to go Casey. Yeah. I have to. Yeah. She would have just let that never come to light if she could have just to protect Ashley. And I, it's, you know, there's one side of that that's like sweet, but there's another side that's very dangerous. Yeah, I know. And like to just make that decision on her own. Yeah. Cool. It's not cool. Oof. Wow. That was heavy. Oh, I think we lightened it up with a lot of <laughs> a lot of giggles. A lot of giggles. Laughs and light. Love and light. Love and light. Wild and horses. Wild, wild horses. Wild Don't horses. Take me away. I actually don't remember the song. I just remember someone sang it in my high school talent show and it was like, whoa, never heard that song before. Whoa. Wow. Probably never heard it again either. Never heard it again. By um Mick Jagger and Natasha Bedenfield. <laughs> Natasha. Famous collaborators. <laughs> Take me away. Do you know that her brother's Daniel Bedingfield? I don't know who that is. Who is that? Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I gotta know. get through this. I gotta get through this. No. What? But you saying that her brother is Daniel Benningfield? Okay, he like was famous. I was like, yeah. Her brother's Joe Schmo. <laughs> Do you Joe know Benningfield. Ariana Grande's brother is Frankie Grande? Yeah, I did know that. Did know that. <laughs> yeah, because he's famous for being Ariana Grande's brother. <laughs> I've never heard of Daniel Benningfield. <laughs> You definitely have heard the song. Maybe. He I sounds like somebody who would reject me on Raya. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for joining us on, on this on, 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 rom, 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 memory lane.